Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM and get started now. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sensible Loud Radio. It's your main man, J-Mac, here, live, Denver, Colorado. We're at the Temporary HQ. I am here with Jimmy Midtown, Mountain Carl, and Ben Baseball. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Glad you're here. Yeah. So we did the top ten Simpsons ancillary characters, what, like two or three weeks ago? Yeah, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was like a month ago, something like that. And we've had, ev- like, pretty much everybody in the company has wanted to come on and talk about their favorite characters, or at least... I'd say a good portion of it. and I mean, we couldn't leave Jimmy out of this. This is something we've always talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we have to go through uh, Ben and Jimmy's today. Yeah, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, for sure. Definitely want to know. So, let's let's, set some some context here. Yeah, the the parameters and the ground rules. So, uh, a lot of our friendships have, uh, have always involved the, you know, the blending of Simpsons character love. So, basically, it's a matter of... J Mac likes this and will like that, et cetera, et cetera. And we've all talked about this stuff a ton. And so it's only seemed natural to come up with a list. But if we're trying to do top 10 lists and all of us have Homer, that doesn't necessarily make for the most dynamic of content. Correct. It's the city itself, just the whole portrait that is Springfield is so much more elaborate than that. And so you want to make sure that, or we just want to make sure that we're really thinking through it. We didn't want this to be obvious. So let's do that real quick, though. In the pantheon of like, the family how do you rank like the family members the core family members you want to start okay yeah um i would probably go bart homer marge lisa maggie okay what gets bart at the top over homer oh that's tough i think uh well, I, I don't know. I could go back and forth a million times on that. I just kind of went with my gut instinct. Sure. Part That's of a it. good take, though. Part of it. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad take at all. I think part of it is your sort of age and maturity as you're watching it. Like, when I started watching it as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, Bart's the best. He's everything I want to be, which is a terrible role model. Right. But then, you know, <laughs> the older you get, it's like now as a parent and, you know, married man, like, yeah, I definitely see the dynamics between Homer and Marge as carrying a lot of that show. So I think a lot of it depends depends on it. That yeah. being said, like at my core, I'm a Lisa. And so basically <laughs> Okay. So you as a person are a Lisa. Absolutely. Okay, so then so she's at your top? I don't know if she's at my top. Okay. Because what, so that what? would be pretty narcissistic of me. That's fair. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> so what's your ranking then? I'm I think I, I enjoy Homer consistently the most. Okay. Um, And then Marge has the real heart of the show. Lisa's the voice of reason. Bart's sort of your, uh, the other end of the bit, you know, spectrum. Yep. Uh, And then Maggie's, Maggie's precious. I love Maggie. I think she's kind of underrated. 
but you, like she's in it just enough. You just don't get a whole lot, and that's that's the idea, right? I mean, she's a baby. Yeah. Who's in the actual show more, Maggie or Santa's little helper? Ooh, Ooh that's, that's probably Maggie because she's usually with Marge, right? What are your thoughts on Marge? I mean, do you guys think she's kind of a wet sponge in general? Or? <laughs> a wet sponge. I mean, is that the term? It is a great way to describe her because she's... Is it a wet blanket? I think it's a wet blanket. Because a wet sponge is like pretty practical. It's kind of the same thing, though. I mean, you're just kind of dragging Do you use your sponges slowly. dry? Not, is this not some weird Boston thing that we yeah. don't know about? <laughs> I think he was secretly calling her extremely useful. So. Yeah, well, I think so. but she is okay. extremely useful. Like she, she keeps that family running like nobody's business. The fact that she puts up with all of Homer's insanity, yeah, and I mean, just the whole gambit of it is is just insane. And she has some great episodes. I like the yeah. pretzel stand oh, one, it's classic. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes entirely. the The beauty of all of this is the fact that we can make these lists out of like the different characters and the way they rank. They're going to change on like a day to day basis based yeah. on the things that remind you of it i mean this show is was just so we talked about it on the first episode we did of it where uh it was just so transformative in so many different ways and it's just so dynamic and i mean carl you and i definitely share this opinion where like i learned about a lot of historical things on the simpsons majority of the time before i knew about what they actually were in real life yeah the the satire on you know at at moment political culture and stuff like that yeah is immediate um it definitely helped me as a kid understand more about what was going on bigger picture which is kind of hilarious i mean i like we talked about the fact that we weren't even allowed to watch it mm-hmm. as kids <laughs> so mm-hmm. when we did get to watch it i mean 90 percent of it probably over our head anyway correct but also pretty enjoyable so but there's a simplicity to it that's yeah. just i mean that's what makes it it's as complex and simple as you want it to be distills yeah. everything down to its most basic parts i mean yeah. i always think back to like the george bush episode when he moves in across the street mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and barbara bush just makes the joke of like oh yeah the noriega thing and i'll never forget the first time i ever found out about that and i just <laughs> laughed my ass off because i was like oh yeah i got it now it's yep. a real thing yep. yeah timely <laughs> but you know you just don't think about those things as a kid yeah. or whenever you're watching it so it's aged really well. Where was your sweet spot of where you stopped watching it, Jimmy? Mm, probably like 99, 2000 was where okay. I stopped. So. so that's probably like, what, season 12 or so? In that range, yeah. So right around probably in the last episodes of like the, uh, with the LT Smash we talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like LT Smash, that was a great, great callback. Yeah, it was. Even that Niage, man. That's mm-hmm. right. Good. Ben, where, was, where did it kind of end for you? Uh, probably about the same. I think the sweet spot for me was... At a certain point, it was syndicated onto our local, like, Warner Brothers affiliate. Yeah. So it would be on, you know, a back-to-back episode every night. And that was how I kind of, like, it was season one, two, three, four. But I was watching it about the time it was nine, twelve. So that was really whenever you're able to catch it on all cylinders. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. And it changed. Like, they started writing the movie and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know they took a lot of the actual older school writers that were still remained off the show to write the movie. Oh. So okay. I think that made a big difference. Those were the people that were more protective of, like, the legacy that was The Simpsons. Actually, this week it was announced they're writing a second movie. Really? No I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, just... Uh, just just announced rumored pre-production sort of stuff. Yeah. The Simpsons movie, two. Fox is now under the umbrella of Disney, and I think that now that Disney is trying to make sure that everybody knows that them getting their hands in every single thing that's going on in Fox isn't mm-hmm. going to ruin any Fox properties. Mm-hmm. Right. So they come out with Simpsons announcements. They're trying to come out with Deadpool announcements. They're coming out with all kinds of stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's there's all kinds of stuff going on with that. And it just seems to like I just I hope it doesn't homogenize too bad at the end of the day. 
And I hope that we don't get to a point where it's just. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't watch it now, so I don't. I couldn't really tell you a whole lot about it anymore. To be yeah, honest with you, right? Uh, I've seen several episodes here and there. They are not nearly what they used to be, though. Yeah, well, and they've probably changed with the times too. They have a different shtick or a different rhythm to them. So mm-hmm. it's it's just like anything. If you watch the first couple episodes of them, they will uh, they will just not be the same as even like season eight. Yeah. Right. So when you guys think about ancillary characters, where does that fall for you guys? Do you talk mm-hmm. about uh, extended family? Do you include extended family? Um, pa- you know, uh, sorry, Selma and uh, Patty. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anything like that, where, where do you draw the line for ancillary characters? I would think that Abe Simpson is core family, but I would say Patty and Selma, I would count as ancillary. Okay. Uh, do you... I feel like I'm in a debate right now. Ben, yeah. do you agree? So I actually do agree on that. I think if you take the the five core Simpsons, easily main characters, I would add Abe as a main character mm-hmm. and then say that anyone outside of that is n- not part of the core family. Right. Got it. So like Abe in the core family, Homer's mom not in the core family. Do she shows up for like one episode. Right. And, and I guess that's the next question is how often do characters have to appear to even be making the cut for you guys. Like, yeah. What's your criteria for judging if they should even make the list? Can is I can I do an honorable mention that I think the reason that they weren't better is they had so one trick pony, but it's a pretty good trick. So basically um, I think his name is Jimmy tight lips. Yeah. Or is it, wait, is it tight lips or loose lips? It's tight lips. Okay. Well, there's a loose lips there's as loose well, lips. Okay. but uh, <laughs> this would be uh Mob Boss Tony's, uh, one of his henchmen, his name's uh, either Jimmy or Johnny Tightlips. And the idea is he's not saying nothing. So mm-hmm. even after he's shot and he's bleeding out in the episode, and Big Fat Tony's like, hey, where are you shot? And he's still saying, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> like for me, that's a good bit. That's a good but bit. It, what, it didn't have enough legs or enough traction in order to, um, to make the list. So he is just an honorable mention type character. Right. So with the... Uh with the criteria here is it how many how who made you laugh the most or who gave you the most impact i guess as, in your childhood where 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 how do you gauge your list and where what value do you place on these characters i mean i think not to answer your question but how much value do we do they need like cuz at a certain point you're kind of um, making your assumptions based on what you're watching in that moment so i may have really enjoyed the bumblebee man Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that he that his character, um, you know, generated enough buzz to be on my <laughs> list. That, oh boy, that's too good. Yeah. So I would you? say uh, so I I went almost purely on like just personal enjoyment. So my my top ten may or may not be like uh, the definitive ranking of you know, I, I like I don't have necessarily in the in that vein like. Uh, I guess qualifying, you know, if I put somebody at number six, uh, if I felt like he's really like the sixth best character in the pantheon of, of Simpsons characters, it's really just my sixth favorite. Right. I guess. No, that's, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So now Justin's back. Let's go ahead and get started. So, uh, Jimmy, who is your number 10? Okay. Or so, do you have honorable mentions? We should actually um, throw that in there. First. So I guess... What I tried to do, since I did listen to your guys' episode a few weeks back, I tried to mix in some people 
um, who didn't make the cut right last time around. I will say, uh, I mean, LT Smash was a great choice. Um, one of my favorites. And then, I mean, Hank Scorpio is an all-time character. Oh, yeah. I actually, uh, I think none of my picks were single episode characters. No, yeah. And I don't know if I did that on purpose necessarily, but... See, I deliberately did not pick a single episode person. I wanted yeah. someone that had that had been there, you yeah. know, at least enough as Sideshow Mel. Right. Right. Yeah. But I would say, like, I mean, Hank Scorpio is, is maybe the best single episode character. I, it's hard for me to argue with yeah. that. What about you, Ben? So I agree with that. He wasn't on my list, but him or, uh, you know, the monorail, monorail salesman is voiced by Phil Hartman. That's like right. That's a great one episode. Wild Manly. Once Wildly. again, not on my uh, not on my list. But. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad that you guys have a little bit different criteria than how we gauged it. So that's the whole that's the whole <coughs> idea. So who uh, who wants to get started with your number 10? I can was in the real quick, though. Yeah. I just want to bring up anything that Phil Hartman did on that show was fantastic. Yeah, it, yes. like anything. Every character that he voiced was also was Phil Hartman. It was it was unique enough, you know, yeah. to where you enjoyed the kind of character bit. But his right. voice was it was incredible. always the same character though, really. Yeah, more or less. A lot of it, but also not. It's brilliant. All right, yeah. Let's get the list started. Jimmy. All right, so I'll, I'll go with my number ten, uh, Ralph Wiggum. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Love for Ralph. Yeah. So, I mean, to give you a little bit of context, I basically started with, you know, uh, whatever, like one of those top hundred character lists. And then I just started to like face off characters against one another. Like and a bracket system. Yeah. yeah. And Perfect. Ralph just like, he didn't, he didn't beat any of the next nine, but he, he made the cut. He skyrocketed. Uh, it, yeah. Like, yeah. Just thinking about like, he has a lot of great one liners. Me, me fail English. That's impossible. Of course. Yeah. Um, just really. Super one Nintendo. Chal- Super Nintendo yeah. Chalmers is the, my, is the classic. My cat's breath smells like cat food. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good one. <laughs> Very astute. Yeah. He's just, he's, uh, he's like Millhouse in a way that he's a whipping post. Yeah. But he's also a different type of whipping post. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So. Does, I like he on thing. either of y'all's list? Uh, he did not make mine. He didn't make, make mine okay. either. Okay, so that's good. This yeah. is uh, Ralph Wiggum's first first entry first in Sensibly yeah. Loud Simpsons talk. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't make this exclusively uh, no overlap, but I did. No, that's I mean, fine. A concerted effort. How to dare include. you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard when you get towards the top for sure. Right. All right, Ben, what's next for you? Yeah, uh, so for me, uh, I actually do want to give an honorable mention to Snake Jailbird. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. Snake Jailbird is a wonderful character. Um, initially just the generic criminal of Springfield. But what's really nice about it is eventually you get some layers and nuance to that character, you know, his motivation behind the things he does. And I just think, uh, yeah, Snake Jailbird, honorable mention. So two things. One, I I think that they probably wrote out his character on a slow day. Yeah. You know, we're like, man, we don't really have anything in the... You know, in the bank, let's build out Mo, or let's build out yeah. whoever and Snake just happened to fit that bill. We have all these cops. Who should they be chasing? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he makes the cops look like absolute bozos, yes. but the cops always make themselves look like bozos. Yeah. So, that's a whole other so thing. So in, in my 10 spot, and I feel bad because this is not a human, mm-hmm. the classic Santa's little helper. Okay. Mm. Much more depth than, say, your snowball one, two, three, four, or five. Mm. But I think basi- they're up to like 10 now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of snowballs. Yeah, it's a lot of snowballs. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, Santa's Little Helper, great. Uh, even first appearance, you know, right down on the list, uh, taking Santa's Little Helper to the vet. 
and the doctor's like Satan's little helper, and Bart's like, oh, I guess I should spell that. Like even just small little bits. uh, They've they've stayed with me. I mean, he's had episodes written around him. I mean, look at the one with Laddie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Adopt, they get the better dog, and Homer wants to wear a tie to impress the dog. You know, like, <laughs> it's just absolutely insane. Right. Do you I, think he noticed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think he noticed? Yeah. I am a huge sucker for uh, for thought-out dog characters, which yeah. is such yeah. an oxymoronic statement. But yeah, that's uh, actually, that's, like, The Simpsons is a good place for that. You have Poochie, mm-hmm. uh, yep. who did not make my list. Well, but I thought about it. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good. He, he got shit on real hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he never really had a chance. Who's no. in your nine spot, Jimmy? Okay, number nine, Gil Gunderson. Okay, oh, okay. Gil, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just you know, everything about his life is really just terrible. Sad, yeah. And that where he's like, he's on the phone with his wife, talking about you know some sale that he's not gonna win, and then turns out that she's with another man in yeah. that moment, and then she puts that man on the phone with him. Hey, Phil, yeah. how's, yeah. how's it going? <laughs> or whatever it was. Just such a pushover. Oh, such a pushover. He's the classic quintessential salesman, right? Why was he in the hot air balloon? At he was some living point? in there. That's right. <laughs> that's uh, that's a rough look. Yeah. yeah, he was living in there when he worked at the used car dealership, and yep. they used that to attract customers. And so he lived in it. And Marge and Homer took it, and that's when he yells out, "I was living in there." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just always has a hard time. Anytime there's any kind of sales opportunity, he's right around the corner. Like he sells computers to the school. Yeah. He se- uh he sells real estate at one point. He sells the Canyon Arrows. You got it. oh my god, Canyon Arrows, such a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another he's, another he, one here. Uh, he also sold he was um yeah, he's done like used cars. There's a bunch of other stuff he's done. Absolutely. But he's always in that sales situation. It's kind yeah. of a plug and play character. Like right, let's yeah. we we need someone to do this. Let's put Gil in there. I mean, yeah. is there anything so pathetic but makes you laugh so hard whenever he's telling the realtor company that he brought that wall from home? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good pick for yeah. number nine. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, so mine are not as in strict of order, but you just reminded me of someone who is on my list, and they're also a good ancillary sort of plug-and-play character. And in that case, uh, I'm talking about the squeaky voice teen. So this oh, would wow. be your teenager. Oh, the squeaky voice teen. Who uh, is working... Would you like some fries at the Krusty Burger? You know, like, that's <laughs> Always basically... A, a good sad sack, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like if they need someone working, um, you know, working retail that's not a sales position, they, they work the squeaky voice your, team Your in. classic summer job right. kind of situation. Right, so maybe he's at the fair, maybe right. he's showing up, like... Yeah, I could see him as also a fringe character in like Stranger Things. You know, yeah, I think yeah. that there's just there's some overlap, a there. certain amount of overlap. Absolutely, yeah, I like that. He does, and he always shows up in just like awkward, uncomfortable situations. Like yeah. he gets put in the middle of a lot of crap. He's at like the movie theater yeah. and just everywhere. <laughs> the guy wants to come in, sir. What do we do? <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's a good pick. Thank That's you. A, outside the box, but I would expect that from you. So I Thank like you. it. Yeah, it's a good pick. I like the pick. Number eight. Uh, my number eight is Rainier Luftwaffe Wolfcastle. Hell my yes. boy. Yeah. Okay, he was on your list, right? Yeah, he made yeah. my list. Yeah, I think he's just such a quintessential 90s character. Like, yeah. he would feel kind of out of place now. Yes. But at that time, it was like, oh, yeah, like, that guy is in all movies. Yeah, because it was like Arnold, Babio, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, like, it was a very specific time. Yeah, we've kind of lost that that style of action movie in the last... 20 years right they they kind of i mean the only thing that's even comparable recently is I mean, not not that recently but like michael bay and like jerry brockheimer right. level stuff so yeah. they they capture that pretty good with anything that he's he's doing and yeah, yeah. maybe though 
the the nature of movies has adjusted to where now you get stuff like the Meg, and you know, mm-hmm. I guess they made a, a video about Rampage, the video game. Yeah. Like that to me is that same type of. That's where the Hollywood action popcorn flick has sort of moved to. Yeah, right. The, right. the Rock is is definitely dovetailed his way into yes. that kind of role. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you talk about that, absolutely. What is your favorite episode involving him? Uh, I guess the one where like he and Homer start training together. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the gaim. Gaim. What's a gaim? What's a gaim? <laughs> oh, a gaim. I mean, there's that, and then there's the Fallout Boy episode. Yep. That's a classic too. Upon further inspection, I'm wearing loafers. Yeah. <laughs> it's every single time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Yeah, he and he comes up just enough. One of those characters too, where it's it's maybe once a season that he's involved, and it's sometimes in a background way. He's never really exactly like a a prominent character, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's ever been, uh, you know, doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. I like <laughs> that too. Yeah. But I mean, also our knowledge stops at about season twelve, so I mean, yeah, we don't true. know if it's been built out. I'm it could sure have been written in. The only thing he was in where he really was a bigger part of it was when uh, Bart dated his daughter. Yeah, mm. right. And I think <laughs> that that's was, a good one. Yeah, that's a real early one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Okay, what's next? Uh, so for me, in the next spot, it's kind of a tie, but not really because it's a pair of characters. Okay, I'm talking about Kodos and Kang. Okay. The extraterrestrials, uh, I think, best episode is it was the 1996 Halloween special yep. where uh, it's uh, Bob Dole running against William Jefferson Clinton. and um, Clinton. And basically, it turns out at the end of the episode, they're... Um, it's all being controlled by Kodos and Kang and um, Bob Dole doesn't need this. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty great because then, uh, you know, they're all in, you know, it's Halloween. So every episode, you know, has those three little bits in there. But at the end of it, you have all of humanity is enslaved and Homer's just like, well, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. You know, and that's just such a good, like, it's never been more relevant than right. recent times, right. too, which is what makes this show great. Is right. It's relevant across. There's a certain timelessness to it. My Correct. favorite part about that episode is when uh, Clinton, right, Bill Clinton, is doing a, a speech. And uh, he's up there and he goes, moving forward, not backwards, sideways, not forward, and always spinning, spinning. <laughs> and he's just like twirls around on stage and everybody gets up and claps. And it's just... <laughs> It's awesome. With essential people of Springfield. Yeah. They don't eat, it, they'll eat anything up. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that was that same speech where they were, he was trying to convince everybody. He was like, abortions for all. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> no abortions for anybody. Boo. Boo. <laughs> abortions for some. Little American red flags for everybody else. Yay. Yes! <laughs> That's right. It's so like, it's so perfect. Yep. It never goes either way. It's just fantastic. What but level of pandering thing. is the right amount of pandering? Correct. Yeah. yeah. They, they lock that down pretty hard with the people of Springfield. No doubt about it. Yeah. Any, oh, and then there's the whole the bigger board with the bigger nail thing, where he's just worried about that's that's what takes him down is a nail with a a nail inside of a board. It's great. All right, what's your next one, Jimmy? Uh, number seven, I have Kent Brockman. Oh yes. boy, yeah, I love Kent Brockman. Made your cut, didn't it? Yeah. Sure did. Oh, did it. We have Brockman Mondays. That's right. I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords, and I'd like to remind them, as a trusted TV personality, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in the underground sugar caves. <laughs> <laughs> just, Gives up so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just, I mean, one ant crawls across the, the camera lens and he's out of there. He's, you know, yep. he's, a, he's a survivor, J-Mac. He he's is. ready. He's good. 
he, he's amazing. I, I he was on my list. He was high up on my list. I think he was like two or three. He, he's an incredible like he never misses. I think that's the biggest thing. Him talking about women at a, shopping at a clothing store is just absolutely terrible, and <laughs> it aged so poorly, but yeah. it still just gets me every time because it's just like, why would you ever say that as a news anchor? Well, and it's like he is such a parody of the evening newscaster that if you pick whoever your evening newscaster is, and, and we're talking even back whenever you know The Simpsons came out, so you're looking at either um, Brokaw or um, Rather, yeah, or Dan Rather. Yeah, I mean, like. He has built-in sort of ticks from all of them, mm-hmm. and so it's just the the right amount of, of cross slice of of the news. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a great pick. Very yeah. good. What ben, about you, Ben? What's next? Uh, so for me, Mr. Burns. Mr. Mm. Burns. And I like Mr. Burns in the power plant, but I like more when Mr. Burns. I like more when Mr. Burns is sort of. Um, in situations outside the power plant. So when right. you get Mr. Burns and he is full on um, like the flying hellfish. Yep. Where it's like the buried World War II treasure. Right. Uh, or the baseball game episodes. Oh, man. Um, but I think my personal favorite was where Mr. Burns has every disease and they're all pushing through a door, but they're stuck. And he takes away from it that he is invincible now. And the doctor's <laughs> yeah, like, that's not at all what we say. And he's like indestructible, eh? You know. <laughs> to the spruce moose. <laughs> yes, it's pretty good. He has different sides of him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's kind of like a nice old man every now and then, but he just returns to a rotten core. And you had a very good sort of um, the joke off of Dallas where who shot JR, they did that, right. whereas who shot Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. Does anyone remember who shot Mr. Burns? Maggie. Maggie. It was Maggie, that's mm-hmm. right. What a way to end a season. Yes. Yep. They just left it out there. Was it did the very end with Mr. Burns falling across the, the, the hood of the sundial? car? Oh, sundial. Sundial. Yes. Yeah. Sundial. Yeah. That's how it ended, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild. I remember watching that, I think, even when it was live. Same. Or, yeah, when it yeah. came on TV. So It would have been like after Sunday Night Footballs. That was always right. kind of dead. Okay. That's a great pick. Very good. What's next? All right. My number six, Fat Tony. Fat Tony. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Did not make any list last time i don't think did not i don't think he did um and i just i think he's he's just this perfect mafia character joe montagna i think does the voice yep, yep. and he's just so like he, he doesn't really raise uh his voice but he just says like really mean stuff <laughs> and then the whole fiasco where he was uh producing rat's milk of course yeah for, for the milk <laughs> yeah just absolutely disgusting yeah and I mean, he's involved in all the the like shady things going mm-hmm. on. Like he was, of course, you know, bringing in all the beer during the prohibition stuff. Yeah. Right? And he was, you know, asking the cop like, "How do you know you don't like bribes if you've never taken one?" <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what logic? He, he's an incredible character. Not talked about enough either. No. no, very solid choice. And we'll just take all of these nondescript violin cases, you know, and <laughs> yeah. like clearly have guns in them. Was it him that Krusty owed his life savings to about? After gambling on the Harlem Globetrotters game, I think so. He bet oh, on like yeah. the New Jersey Generals because he thought they were due. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> triple the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but his life savings was like thirteen dollars. Right. <laughs> so like it wasn't even. That reminds me to go check the line on the Globetrotters game tonight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> see about. You know. Yeah. Can it? Can you even bet on Globetrotters? I'm sure you can I'm bet sure on everything. You can. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine you can. That seems like a poor choice. It's yeah. A terrible. Choice. They don't even dribble the ball like Krusty <laughs> said. They thought they were due. All right, that's Why a good Why are there chi- trampolines? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good pick, though. Yeah. I like that. 
So next up on my list, you gotta have some Mayor Quimby. Ooh, okay. The uh, just a really good northeastern politician. I think there's a bit of every Kennedy thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, just just wonderful and just blatantly corrupt. Oh and, yeah, and just so many scandals. Always, and, um, always showing up at the town hall meetings with a sunglass tan, clearly <laughs> having been like on the beach. Right. <laughs> And he Every always time. has some much younger woman with him. It's oh, yeah. like, oh, okay. But, like, clearly running around on his wife. Yes. Like, yeah. just very blatantly. And also always having a sash that says mayor on it, which <laughs> is a is a pretty solid way to, it's you know, swing it around. Let's everyone yeah. know who you are. It's a yeah. really good reminder. Yeah. It really is. I mean, he tried to, what, are you trying to dig, like, a subway to Aruba? <laughs> something like that. Or he was investigating the viability of it, and he was down in Aruba for six <laughs> months or something. That's I a power mean, play. That's such a Springfield type of thing to happen, though. Yeah. I mean, they're just it's so inept. I guess it would depend on if they've ever proven where Springfield is at may right. generate whether or not you could have a tunnel to Aruba. I, I don't think it's feasible no matter what happens. <laughs> but I just, like, I, I love that he, like, he's in no way, shape, or form a leader of mm-hmm. any kind. Mm-mm. But he's the mayor. But, like, the town people just make all the decisions as to what's yeah. going to happen. He has right. no no sway. Right. And he typically jumps right on board with them. That's right. the thing. Like, which he's... is probably why he's still mayor. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because they're just. He knows which way the wind is blowing. Right. Correct. That's fair. <laughs> An expert at that. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's yes. fair. Mayor, mayor Quimby was, was my next one. Okay. I like that. What's next? All right. My number five, Cletus Spuckler. Yes. Hell yes. The <laughs> slack jawed yoke. Yeah. Not much focal eat of skunk. But then again, some, some focal. <laughs> Does, yeah, which does I any guess, other character have their own uh, separate song? Oh, I'm sure they do. But Disco Stew probably. Disco yeah, Stu, not as memorable as that one. Guy. Yeah. I guess, like, in retrospect, it's a pretty, like, rough stereotype that they put it together. For oh, him. yeah. Yeah. But he he's kind of lovable at the same time, oh, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, I, I've driven through the South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> no, but he, like, I mean, yelling at his mom to get off the roof. Yeah. I mean, you know, the he's married to what Brandine, Brandine. is that her name? Yep. She's Probably like, his sister. Yeah, clearly a stripper. <laughs> every <laughs> every single time that he calls his kids out there it takes about 5 minutes because he's got so many and he knows every single one of them's names. It's so, ridiculous. There's yeah. so many names. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, a great that's an obscure pick and I love that. Yeah. Hey grandma, get off the roof. That's right. <laughs> yep. All right. Ben, what's next? Was Cletus on any of y'all's lists? No, he did not make our list. Okay. All right. So, so in that case, I wonder if uh, if my next person's on there. Seymour Skinner. Ooh, awesome. Mm. He did make my list. Yes, yep. excellent. Talk so, about Seymour. Yes, Seymour Skinner, outstanding. Um, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Like, <laughs> we literally said that yesterday. I yeah. feel that in my bones. <laughs> yeah, we literally were talking about that yesterday. I was like, oh, check out this new um, Billie Eilish song. And it's, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Correct. It, it, he has, like, I always hated him growing up, but I've yeah. learned to just kind of. He's just trying to get by, man. He's just looking for love. Yeah. He's. Has his overbearing mother. He's just Agnes trying to make just, uh, make steamed hams for the yeah. for everyone. He's getting arrested over uh, bath cushion pillows, right? And I you think know. I think that my favorite episode of him is the one that's also sh- starring Martin Sheen, 
uh, as Seymour's uh, real Seymour Skinner. Yeah, so right. Panzerian. Oh. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because you find out that Seymour had stolen the identity, mm-hmm. and then the end of the episode is with him just agreeing outside to the town, like, let's none of us ever say that any of this has happened. And <laughs> so yeah. just the rest of the series is yeah. built on this lie that we've all accepted that, oh, yeah, that he's not the real Seymour Skinner. Everyone knows it, right. but everyone's fine with it. Yeah. Yep. It's one of the few times, so like one of the things I truly hate in like movies and TV and everything is whenever they like build a whole season up and then unwind it at the very end. Oh, yeah. That just makes me angry every time. It's like, why did I just watch this for it's a like, season? It's like, oh, it was all in a dream? Yeah. Middle finger. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is one of the few times where I was actually okay with them unwinding it. Right. Because, well, it was kind I mean, of like they were acknowledging that that plot device and they were just like right. we're going to be very over the top and say that this never happened right yep. and it's also like what like that never even really there's nothing that hinted at that up to that point yeah so that was just a you know unburying a earthworm at that point like it just didn't need to happen it's, but it did it's different also when you're talking about the whole uh you know trope where oh it was all a dream and everything because things are building up the entire season as far as uh events people dying that kind of thing and so it's a cop-out for the writers you know, a little at bit the very end when you when you have just like oh everybody everything that you just saw we didn't like it okay we're gonna erase that entire season yeah you've just emotionally manipulated all of your audience yeah not great but so I mean, the armin tanzarian thing i feel like is it's, it's kind of a shtick you know oh, like yeah. they, ele- they elaborate on it a little bit but they don't necessarily pull the rug out from under anybody correct so that it's, it's a good it's a good reveal there's weight to make you interested but not enough weight to upset you that it was all yeah that's that's a good way to put it and you just kind of move on from it too yeah yeah that's a good pick like everyone in Springfield did mm-hmm. yeah like instantly yep also not shocking nope what do you got next does Ben have one? Well, I, that was oh, that was Skinner. Yeah, that was Skinner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Nick. Okay. Yes. Made, made nice. my cut. Yeah. Love Dr. Nick. One of one of my all-time favorite characters. Just completely unqualified. Oh, in, yes. in every, every way. Yeah, in every single way. Went to Hollywood Upstairs Medical College. Which is so great. <laughs> what, a, what a name. Yeah. The fact that they put Upstairs into the college <laughs> is fantastic. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, he's the anti-Dr. Hibbert, really. Yep. Like, Hibbert refers patients whenever they don't like his opinion to him. Right. Yep. I also love that he edited his business card, like, to make it to where... I don't remember exactly what the bit was, but it was something around, like, you pay money now or something. Oh, no, no, no. That's Lionel Hutz. Yeah. That was Lionel Hutz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, money down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No comma. That's Hutz. But yeah, yeah no, I love the concept <laughs> like, of that. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's that's very much a Dr. Nick move. It is. Yeah, yeah they're sure. very cut from the same mold. Yeah. What is your favorite Dr. Nick episode, would you say? Oh, I don't know. I, I wrote down one of my favorite quotes of his uh, when he, I forget if he was telling Homer this or said, you're suffering from bonus eruptus, a terrible condition where the skeleton tries to leap out of the mouth and escape the body. Yes. So he tells Grandpa that. Grandpa. Yeah. He says he's suffering from chronic skin failure. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I think that's whenever they decide to shock him with the golf cart. That's what battery. I was about to say. Yeah. 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 I think for me, the best Dr. Nick one is, and he's only in a small part of this episode, but it's where Lisa is babysitting Bart and yep. he falls down the stairs. I agree with that. That's yeah. mine, too. That's a great one. Yeah. They end up at Doctor Nick's with Bart's broken, broken body arm, in, yeah. in a wheel or in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Maggie in the dog cage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, no, he always comes through in the clutch though with the the bad medical opinions. I mean, there's also the one whenever Homer gains, you know, sixty three sixty three pounds to 
qualify for disability. And Dr. Nick shows him the trick of rubbing whatever it is on paper to see if you can see through if it. you can see yeah, through the, the paper, grease, yeah, yeah. it'll make There's you, enough you know, yep. to, yep. and the bird flies into the window after they rub the fish sandwich oh. on it. It was just such a good episode. That's a cameo for your, uh, the dude who works at the fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What's next? Uh, so for me, and we're hitting some heavy hitters here. We are. We're getting down to the good stuff. We're getting up there. Ned Flanders. Ned mm. Flanders. Love Ned Flanders. You didn't make my list, but I love Flanders. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Stupid, right. sexy Flanders. There's just so many different, like, they've really fleshed out a ton there. And he's such a good guy. And he's so annoying for it. Right. Like, it, he's just everything you both want and do not want in a neighbor. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, Homer, I know you borrowed my mower three years ago. Was there a chance you were thinking about maybe getting that bag? He's like, shut up, Flanders. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, all right. We've all wanted to do that. I like the episodes where him and Homer do stuff together. But at the same time, I like the dynamic of Homer just treating him like trash. Yep. So it's that's always been a little bit conflicting for me, I feel like. Well, I think Homer cares deep yeah. down. He always does. He's, it's, it's a good pick, and it's a good pick because as an ancillary character, they've still got mileage on him, like mm-hmm. on his story and everything. They can still flesh out even more. Yeah, plenty so. of tread left in those tires. Right. Definitely. Don't make a whole season about Flanders, no. but I'm happy with the six to eight episodes a season on it. Sure. I mean, he owns the Leftorium. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's right. a great store. It's a great idea. I Super mean, practical. What would you say your favorite Flanders episodes are for you two? Uh, ooh. Uh, easy, where he baptizes Bart. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And then Homer jumps in at the That's last a second. Fantastic episode. You got all the baptized way for me? Like, just. <laughs> yeah. Okay, kid. The, yeah. uh, the old, old paint can Ned. You find out about the paint cans in his garage. You know, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, he's got some some dingers for sure. Yep. Did you have a favorite? The one where like Homer destroys his house and then has to rebuild it. Oh yeah. Well, the hurricane does. The hurricane. Sorry. Oh, but then yeah. Like, oh, all he loses his mind. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Then they bring Homer up to the mental institution to try to push him over the edge. Like, yeah. what yeah. kind of medical practice is this? Yeah. Got to got to get those beds empty so we can fill them back up. That's right. That's, but Homer was clearly like reading from cards too yes. that they wrote to try to. To entice the situation. That's when you find out about Flanders' past, where he was like a little hellraiser too. Right, right. And then, the beatniks. Yeah, we've tried nothing, and we're all out of <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I said that to you all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a gla- that's that's a fantastic thing. But yeah. like, they always do that too, where they'll build out like Flanders, but like just enough. Okay. Not, doesn't need a, a whole lot more. You don't yep. need to know much yeah. more about the beatnik parents other than they stunk out loud. Yeah. All right, that's a good pick. All right, my number three, Hans Molman. Yes. Hans. Oh no. Excellent. Yeah. Poor Hans. And the thing is, like, I don't really have a lot of like iconic quotes from him, but just I think he's like the star of so many things that you send me. So much of physical just, comedy too. Yeah. Right. Like the football, football in the groin. Yeah. 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 There's that I mean good mole man to you, you know, whatever <laughs> right. he's running the radio show for whatever yeah. reason. Was he no, he it was the other old dude, like the third member of that trio that Jasper. got locked in the freezer. Yeah, that's Jasper. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was Hans the one is, that uh, Hans had the he had the morning show and all yeah. that. And he's he's like thirty years old, but he's like aged horribly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Favorite Hans Molman episode? I mean, probably the the short film yes. episode because oh, yeah. absolutely he's the star of football in the groin. Yeah. But he also was saying "boo Earns" when everyone was saying was booing Mr. Burns. I was saying "boo Earns." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. 
Ben, Ab- do you have a absolute same for okay. favorite mole man episode? Love that football in the groin, <laughs> and then like that's what wins. Like Lisa right. puts all. Is it Lisa who puts her heart and soul into the? Someone well, puts her heart and soul into making a video. It was either Lisa or Homer, and then no, um, Barney did. It was oh yes, that's yeah, because right. that was the Jay Sherman. At, well, it was Jay Sherman who was yeah. well, it's right. right tears of a clown or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that big art house thing where he's like you know walking away from the bar and yeah, yep. it's, it's awesome. Good. It's good stuff. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so next spot for me, and this is my number two spot. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Yeah, you yeah. may remember me from things as yeah. That's yep. uh, Troy McClure. He's my number one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Was, I was wondering if he would last long enough to Boy, yeah. for me to unveil it. But I'm sorry if I stole your thunder. It's that was okay. Not my intention. Okay. So favorite, favorite, just oh. situation. So my my single fa- this this might be my single favorite line on the show. Okay, is when he says, "You might remember me from such cartoons as Christmas Ape," and Christmas Ape goes to summer, summer camp. camp. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that so much because it was just like that era of like uh, what's that. Um, Ernest, Ernest, Ernest. Yep. exactly, yeah. and just the idea that you would take the seasonal thing, yeah. and then just do also that at summer camp. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's so like the it's late, a throwaway great. thing, really, yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. He, but he every time he hits has a film like that, he hits it out of the park oh, with yeah. whatever you may remember him from. I might so. need to look up a few. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. yeah while, you're those pull, while you're pulling them up, um, I think my favorite moment for him. And I despise when shows do their cheesy clip show, but the fact that The Simpsons did it billed as a cheesy clip show yes. hosted by Troy McClure made it okay. It's like, the 138th yeah. episode. Yes, it gives yeah. you it gives them a pass and it then they do the musical numbers. I think that's where you get um Who Needs a Quickie Mart. Absolutely. And um there's another musical number in there, but they got real good with the music stuff. Like that was really the the beginning part of that. For it was like three, four, five, six, seven, somewhere in that that yeah. vein. Yeah. yeah, there's. I mean, if you look through like season six, every single one of those just knocks it out of the park. But yeah, no, that's absolutely fantastic pick for number two and number one. I think like I don't have any problem with that. I, I don't. So he was he ever really in anything else in the show? So he married Selma, right? I thought that was. The lawyer, who no. was also Phil Hartman, because Phil Hartman had a... You're not talking about Lionel Hutz, right? Or are you? He's talking about Lionel Hutz. Yeah, I thought yeah. Lionel Hutz was who who she married. Boy, this feels bad. She married Phil Hartman. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just that much is true. Yeah, actually, I, th- I think it might have been Troy McClure, though. It might have been McClure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There was some ulterior motive for it, though. I yeah, it was, it, was. it was underhanded. It was, it was some of those messed up. Yeah. yeah, of course it was. That was like early on, though. Yeah, that was very right. early on, like four, five, six, something like that. Jimmy's, Jimmy's locking Jimmy, the load. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jimmy's got it. So we've got some educational films such as Lead Paint, Delicious but Deadly. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, P is for Psycho, and the president's neck is missing. <laughs> uh, the greatest story ever, Hula. <laughs> It's good. It's good. <laughs> the light. Uh, alien nose job. Uh, this is a Fox Network special. Oh, alien nose yeah. job and the five fabulous weeks of the Chevy Chase show. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> smoke point. yourself thin. <laughs> <laughs> Get some confidence, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some really good ones. Yeah. No, he's got some some dingers, and those come yeah. up a lot. Yep. Yeah. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. That's right. Yeah. Hurts for sure. They did a good job replacing him as best they could, but it'll yeah. just never quite be the same. Yeah. Right. All right. What's next? So that was Ben's two. That yeah. was his two. My two is Krusty the Clown. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And because he's like, when we talk about like super layered 
characters. I mean, he's been in show business 40 years. His real name's Herschel Krastovsky. His dad was a rabbi. Yep. Um, yeah. He's a terrible gambler. Terrible gambler. Yeah. So bad. That was, he's that was my main note. Merchandise out to everything. Yeah, that he has like a crusty, like that he has a burger place. Yeah, he has that, a restaurant name. Yeah. After. I mean, just really. It's a whole ridiculous. chain. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he has a clown college. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's a classic crusty episode right there where Homer yep. tries to become a clown. Have we ever seen him without his makeup? Is that ever, well, is his, ever a moment? His natural tone, it's the opposite. So, like, his natural tone is, he, so he puts, like, yellow makeup over. That's right. Over his, what his face mm. looks like as a clown. Yeah. It's really weird. No, that's, it's disturbing, but, yeah, it it's is just, what it is. I mean, it's just the opposite of whatever happens in this episode. I sure. think a good thing about Krusty is through Krusty, you get other really good characters, Sideshow Bob, Sideshow Mel, like, because yep. they wouldn't have that vein, and those characters, in part, especially Mel, only work because of your dynamic with Krusty. Right. Like, you know, he's able to set up other characters to do well while still carrying stuff. I'd argue Big Fat Tony, like, is set up a lot by Krusty. Some of your best Big Fat Tony moments have Krusty in there mm-hmm. because I of the gambling and all that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and point. as Bob is the foil to pretty much Bart and everyone in that family, the, you know, Krusty the Clown is kind of the foil to Bob. So yep, right. It, it, it it is it's a it's a couple layers deep and that's what makes the show so good. Absolutely, it really does. That's a great pick though. Mm-hmm. He was on my, he was in my top three for sure. Yep. All right, Ben. Number one. My number one. The classic, Millhouse Van Hooten. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Millhouse. Millhouse. Thrill ho. Favorite thrill ancillary ho. character. Yeah. It's not just because of. Um, Fallout Boy, like that's pretty good. Mm, that's pretty a classic awesome. one. Um, his high water pants, and now everything's coming out Millhouse. Yeah. Like I think of that bit more than I'd care to admit. Sure, <laughs> certainly. In fact, I even rolled my freaking pants for the sake of uh, <laughs> for this bit, so that way I can be everything's coming out Millhouse. I like it. Favorite Millhouse episode? Um. I don't know what episode it's in, but I love the bit that's now a really good meme where he um, uh, is showing Bart where he goes to cry. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the cave where I come to cry. Cool. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. He's the perfect sidekick for Bart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, favorite one. I'm sorry. It's the episode where Bart sells his soul for $5 mm-hmm. Absolutely. to buy the... Um, uh, Pogs. Yeah. No, that was the... Uh, um, the dinosaur sponge. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he envisions the sponge eating Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Milhouse traded it for Pogs. That's what yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it was like Steve Allen Pogs or something like that. Yes, just a rough look. If you ever want to date a show, bring Pogs into it. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, puts it right there. I think my favorite part of Milhouse is actually his dad. Yeah, oh Kirk. Kirk, Kirk is a oh very. Guy. I think the he probably factory. should have. Ha- yeah. Yeah, and he had he had that one uh, single. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> Pictures on the cover. Yeah, it's so terrible. Sleeps in a race car bed. Well, and yeah. that, he uses that as a bragging point, and Homer just without missing a beat. No, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Right. Like, <laughs> that's just just cuts because Homer's not trying to be rude, right. but just that's that's just Ruthless. twist the knife. One of my favorite Millhouse things is whenever he's the sheer, the security guard at the factory, <laughs> and it falls down. <laughs> Yeah, just the fact that he's able to be out all night guarding the factory yeah. Yeah. for no pay or anything. Just, you know, no big deal. Terrible parenting as usual in the, the yeah. city of Springfield in general. 
Yep. Yep. So that was my character. that was my numero uno. That's a good okay. one. Do we hit everyone on yours, or do we? Yeah, we got everyone. Skip? Oh, it's wonderful. Awesome. Was either uh, Troy McClure or Milhouse our top picks on y'all's lists? Troy made. Did Troy or Lionel Hutz make yours? You Let's can check. Uh, Lionel Hutz definitely made mine. He was Lionel Hutz two. made yours, and Lionel Hutz, uh, Miguel yeah. Sanchez, if you will, uh, like Milhouse, that. and Milhouse made, made your, mine as well. Made your yeah. cut. Okay. But he was like six or seven. Yeah, well, like that's that. fair. I love that Milhouse always seems to be just in the like in the trenches with the bad shit that's going on. Like Marge has the weird obsession with carrying around his teeth, you know, like just, you know, remember whenever he's like, it's the same episode he's the goalie and they just rope him up into the goal. Like they don't put him (laughs) down or anything. And then the puck just like slides right underneath him and he's blowing on it. Like just so sad. (laughs) He's the perfect character for like Kirk and Luann. Yeah. In general, because they're just the quintessential, you know, unhappy character. Right. I mean, I laugh about the drawing dignity thing pretty pretty consistently. That's good. You can't illustrate dignity. All right. Well, I'm glad that we got to get to the bottom of you guys' top ten Simpsons yeah. ancillary characters. This is becoming kind of a bit. We've got more of these to do. But that you guys had great list. I'm impressed. That was yeah. good. Thank you need you. to come up with some new ones. And I think yeah. we did. I think so, too. And I think like probably come like towards Halloween, we may do our top Treehouse of Horrors episodes. Okay. That, those are always worth talking about. I think with that, it might be worth doing either episode or like bit so like yeah, maybe yeah, the within, episode was trash but like yeah, yeah the second part of this three piece was incredible oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but we'll absolutely. also all have to come up with one solid straight through episode oh absolutely because yeah. some of them really hit hard yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely all right well we are going to sign off for now we will be back later on uh we'll be doing a little bit a few more things here in denver and uh we got some outfielder stuff coming at you guys make sure to check out the website sensiblyloud.com follow the facebook page follow the instagram and twitter and we'll see you guys here soon